0: He tēnei nā te reo irirangi o I have seen um, psychologists create absolute magic and miracles in terms of people's lives. It's that 4%, that 5%, that we need to keep working on mm. uh, in order to make for real change.
1: Professor Linda Waimarie Nikora, no te a haueti, no Tuhoi, is co-director of Napai Te Matanga, the New Zealand Māori Centre of Research Excellence. In her former role, she was the director of Māori and Psychology Research Unit at the University of Waikato.
0: It served as a magnet for a whole bunch of uh, Māori students and Pakeha researchers. As well, who wanted to actually make a contribution uh, to building the the necessary uh, knowledge base that supports um, not just Mātauranga Māori-focused research, mm-hmm. but well-informed research for us here in our Aotearoa
1: context. Today, she is professor of Indigenous Studies at the University of Auckland. Coming up, Professor Nikora joins us on the show. She talks about growing up in Rotorua, her career, aspirations and pathway into psychology and navigating both Western ideologies and mātauranga Māori or customary Māori knowledge. He kete kōrero, te tino horopaki o te kaupapa nei. E aku rauranga tira mā, mai tahu Ko Justine Murray, aho. Nā kete mā tauranga, Māori Scholars at the Research Interface, published by Otago University Press, is a collection of writings from 24 Māori scholars. Now some write about their childhood experiences, their career in academia and their research out in the field. Now all of which contributes to their kete mātauranga, or baskets of knowledge. So what was the the, the genesis of this book?
0: I guess for Māori academics and scholars, uh, in New Zealand, there's, there's what we call or refer to as an academic whakapapa. And that whakapapa uh, for Māori scholars goes back to people like Te Rangihiroa, Tāpiranga Nata, through into more recent times to people like Hugh Kāwharu, Ranginui Walker, Ngāhui Te Uh, Linda Tuhiwai-Smith. So the stories of, I guess, the previous generation, which were people like, or are people, because they're still with us, are told in a collection called Fires That Kindle Hearts.
1: This particular book was published in 2015. Ten Māori scholars discuss the challenges in their work and the changing landscape of Māori scholarship. It also offers up personal insights into their role within their whānau, hapū and iwi. Drawing on this book as a bit of a springboard, Nakete Mā Tauranga was timely. Given
0: the rise of new academics in New Zealand, that it was important to start telling story, Because it's a very different story to the story of those who went before. Uh, You'll see in the book that there are scholars in there from every major institution in Aotearoa New Zealand across a whole myriad of disciplines, you know, at the coalface, at the interface, beavering away at bringing mātauranga Māori, Māori experience, knowledge and ways of doing things into their discipline work in order to provide a better training experience for students who are within those disciplines, Mm. as well as to answer old challenges in new ways.
1: Raised in Rotorua, becoming either a fireman or having a career in the military, were a couple of career options Linda considered. Now her father was on the Uriwera National Park Board who would often travel to Gisborne, Wairua and Waikaremoana. Her father was also a Winston Churchill scholar and spent time in the US. Her mum, No Tiaitanga was a teacher. It's 1981, the Springbok tour. The Protesters invade the rugby pitch the in Hamilton. Canceled, and it's stirred up reaction in the crowd. They haven't gone over the fence yet. Standing on the fence down in front of me, down to the left of our position. Please, starting to run in the position. Come on. From this event that sparked political upheaval, the racism Linda experienced at work would be, as she describes in the book, the push she needed to head to university. Now, since that time, Linda has forged a career in academia whose specialty interest is the development of Indigenous psychologies and the aspirations of Māori. Her research includes Māori ways of mourning, otangihanga, Māori identity development, cultural safety, homelessness, and Māori mental health and recovery. Linda and I sat down for a corridor at the library space in Rotorua.
0: If you think about it, the challenges that face humanity have been persistent challenges over time. They've been with us for centuries. Mm-hmm. So in my field, for example, community psychology, indigenous psychology, if we take the exemplar of homelessness. It's been with the world for centuries. If, for example, my discipline had the answers, that problem would be solved. It's not solved, and what that means is that my discipline perhaps holds... Some of the answer, but not all of the answer. So Mataranga Māori is new in terms of the Western establishment, not new to us. And so, in my discipline, you know, it brings the possibility of being able to look at all problems in new and different uh, ways with the prospect of being able to perhaps meet some of those challenges Mm. and make a difference in people's lives.
1: Yeah, because just while you're talking, I'm thinking of Linda Tuhiwai-Smith's research around uh, kaupapa Māori theory and that kind of framework about how researchers should work or Māori researchers should work with it.
0: You and I know that that being in the Māori world uh, with our whinaunga and relatives at the marae and engaging in our communities, we do so on the basis of there being different rules and different ways of doing things. And so we grow up inherently knowing what those things are. Some of us have to do a little bit of homework along the way, uh, especially when we sort of put a foot in the wrong wrong place, you know. There's ways and means that our whānau and communities have to helping us along the right path. So those um, taken for granted aspects of working in the Māori world, being in the Māori world, Uh, not taken for granted within the Western Academy. Uh, So much of the work around kaupapa Māori theory Mm. has certainly been helpful for Māori researchers and scholars, but possibly was more of a pushback on the Western Academy, a way of creating space... Uh, and saying to um, Western researchers, perhaps you need to clean your act up uh, in terms of how you engage with us uh, in order for your research to be more productive and meaningful.
1: The intention of this was to what? Uh, obviously,
0: I think and would hope that it would provide inspiration for for Farno and particularly those who have never been to university. Mm. It opens the window on our lives and experiences in going to university. One would hope that becomes an inspirational, aspirational yes. um, objective for um, for Fano and rangatahi who are moving into career paths. The other audience that we were keen to read the book are our Pākehā colleagues, Mainly because um, much is asked about mātauranga. A lot of confusion exists in the academy about what is mātauranga Māori. And I must say that that the idea or the term mātauranga Māori is a recent term to the academy. I guess Māori knowledge, tikanga te reo, practices, indigenous practices have been uh, referred to variously over time. So we've got Kopapa Māori, we've got uh, um, Māori-focused, yes. um, we've got cultural, cross-cultural, yeah, intercultural. It
1: was, what it was called yes. using that in your piece. Yep.
0: So, I mean, it's sneaked in under the tag line of all sorts of different um, tags depending upon what was in vogue at the time. So at the moment, what's in vogue is Mātāranga Māori. Tomorrow mm. it might be something totally different. So our colleagues within the academy, um, we'd really like them to read the book because it, it's informative yes. it lets them know what Matauranga Māori is it also I think quite pointedly in many cases tells them what the challenges of Māori scholars are what some of the barriers are to advancing both careers as well as Matauranga Māori in the academies, is and ways to uh, answer those those barriers you know, sometimes Some people just need to relax a bit and (laughs) not be so tense about indigenous knowledge, mātauranga Māori. Um, Some people perhaps need to just simply get out of the way, allow us to shoulder a workload in a particular space. And sometimes, you know, we just need a little bit of support and encouragement. And I think support and encouragement is something that through the book, uh, you can see goes a long way. Most of the uh, authors had been encouraged by someone somewhere, at a point in time in their lives, to pursue uh, further study, to go places where nobody else had been before,
1: <laughs> just like Star Trek. <laughs> just like Star Trek. This is the opening sentence from your um, uh, from your piece of writing. As a child, I wanted to be many things. When I grew up, I considered being a fireman. Everyone has to, right? Uh, that seemed very cool. Well, it was cool. <laughs> You know, you know. We used to
0: back in the day on Sunday mornings, put the radio on about seven o'clock in the morning, and you had all the different kids' stories. And there was a, there used to be a story about a fireman. Cool. You know, songs and everything. I can't remember the songs that we went, went with it now, but um, the fire trucks, the flashing lights, the uniforms, the physical aspect of of being a fireman kind of like all inspired me to be a fireman Mm. and you might notice I'm not saying firewoman you know because I think that fireman it falls more within the masculine end of the spectrum I saw a little bit of that in me in terms of pursuing that as a direction
1: Linda's mum, a teacher from Toluga Bay, supported tertiary education. She describes her dad as a pragmatist and wanted his children to experience work and to understand things like saving, making money and getting important skills through
0: work experience. So, I ended up in state insurance here That's in Rotorua. For right.
1: four years. Okay. So, uh, so
0: do, you, do you know the Rotorua Post Office? Oh, yes. Yeah, well, the old Rotorua Post yeah. Office now apartments. So, so, it was across the road from that. Oh, that I mean. guess the other thing to say is that um, uh, state insurance was on the ground floor and Lands and Survey, where my father was a surveyor, was on the third floor.
1: Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so lunch lunchtime together, was it?
0: No, it was probably more keeping an eye on me. Oh. <laughs>
1: Moving towards academia and then psychology. What led you down that particular? Oh, A mistake.
0: Yeah. Yes. I mean, I was um, here at Stat Insurance. Mother encouraged me to take further studies through Massey University, mm-hmm. extramurally. You know, I kind of at school fell in love with maths, so um, I did maths extramurally through um, Massey for. Uh, taking core papers in maths, so maths, stats, algebra, calculus, um, all those kinds of areas, and and I thought I did pretty okay. Uh, so I went off to the University of Waikato, enrolled in maths papers, and my first week of classes was a really eye-opening event. So I get to to the lecture theatre. All the uh, other students, and the, there, there are no other Māori in the class. No. Right, so this is this is a class of about three hundred first year class, three hundred four hundred students, no other Māori in the class, and pretty much all Pākehā and Asian students, students from Asia, and they all looked like my stereotypical uh, perception of what we're known perhaps still known, as geeks. Mm. Um, so I didn't really feel any affinity to others within the class. They weren't people that I would seek yeah. out to be friends. Yeah. Um, I couldn't see myself on that journey with this cohort of people mm. for
1: any more than a week. After a week, Linda had taken psychology as a support subject. It was there that she found her click. And there were mighty
0: people albeit a a very small group, Uh, there were Pacific people, Mm. Uh, there were people who were actually concerned about real problems and challenges, there were Mm -hmm. people who had lived life. And so I kind of thought, well, maybe psychology might be a little bit of me. The other motivator was that our family were not strangers to mental health challenges. And so uh, throughout my uh, undergraduate, graduate, and continuing into my current experience, the challenges faced by my own whānau members have been very much part of my motivation uh, in terms of um, trying to make a difference. Not necessarily for them, because I think that some of the challenges that they experienced required specialist attention, and so... The other thing that I realised that I wasn't actually cut out for the um, front line in terms of being a mental health worker, I think you've got to be a very special person to be at the front line working with our people. Um, who mentally exp-
1: tough, you mean?
0: Not mentally tough, it's simply you really have to have a deep compassion and empathy for, for people, mm-hmm. um, but you have also got to be able to stand back from their experiences and not make them your own. Mm. So I recognised pretty quickly that I was an empath, yeah. that my capacity to empathise was so great that rather than being across the desk from, from a client, for example, I'd be on the other side with them. And professionally, that's not right. a good place to be.
1: And Marty, that may seem normal. Well, what do you think? Was it hard to separate Um, I
0: think that Māori have a great uh, capacity to be sympathetic, to be empathetic. You know, we've got explicit rituals that encourage that. I ended up pursuing psychology, um, but a certain kind of psychology, so I'm probably sitting more at um, the preventative end.
1: Going back to the book, Nākite Mā Tauranga, Māori Scholars at the Research Interface. In the book you quote James Ritchie who said, the real client beyond the individual was society. What did James mean?
0: Oh, basically that um, if we live in a sick world then we're going to be sick. Mm. So what's the answer? Change the world. Let me just go back a step and sort of just make a comment about about psychology and psychologists as a discipline. It's a fantastic discipline. I have seen um, psychologists create absolute magic and miracles in terms of people's lives. Uh, While I can be um, hugely critical of psychology, about 95%, 96% of psychology is okay and really, really helpful and beneficial in terms of its application in Aotearoa New Zealand. It's that 4%, that 5% that we need to keep working on. Mm. Uh, in order to make for real change. So what are some of the indicators of a society? So those would be things like crime rate, education rates, poverty, housing, employment, unemployment, hospital admission rates, school attendance, the presence or absence of gangs, and on and on and on it goes. So if we, you know, whenever oftentimes we hear Māori in the news, it's around, it's often accompanied by a whole stack of negative stats. The yeah. problem is, is that those stats are just simply uh, part of a much broader picture which, are, uh, which have to be viewed in light of our societal stats. Mm. Um, so if we're not stacking up in, in those areas, we've actually created uh, environments and, and places where we live and raise children and try and educate them and grow old Uh, that are not healthy environments. So his um, approach to life was to say, okay, well, let's look at that. Let's ask ourselves to what extent are our systems socially just, Uh, to what extent are people getting a fair deal Mm. Uh, or being trampled on uh, by others uh, as we go about seeking resources within society, public resources within society, that all citizens should have a right to access.
1: Does that start at legislative and policy?
0: You can um, legislate, you can can set policy, but at the end of the day, someone's got to deliver on that. And So part of the um, challenge is ensuring that the workforce is adequately equipped to deliver well on those policies. Um, But more generally, that society itself uh, is... Um, more aware and informed about why those policies are important.
1: Psychology can often be associated with you know Western practices, clinical and um, Western ideologies. But you mention in the book that your research endeavours is Māori informed, enacted, assessed, and evaluated. So what does that look like? Going
0: back to um, the earlier exemplar of, of uh, that I used in relation to. Um, Hiwai Smith's um, Kopapa Māori mm. Theory and all mm. the rest of it. I know what it's like to live within a Māori community. Yeah. Um, and we draw on that experience and we take that experience through into other areas that we actually work in. Uh, sometimes we say, well, actually there's more I need to know about this area uh, from my Māori world in order to inform the work that I'm I'm doing yes. in the present. So we go back to our Māori world yeah and we uh, pull knowledge forward in all sorts of different ways. So that might be going back to books and trying to figure out, well, what did Apiranga think about yeah, this? Yeah. What did, um, in terms of more tetea, we might go back and say, well, what did um, the Tohunga Rangi think about this? Uh, and where's the way that goes with that? I need to have more of an explanation in this particular area. Uh, it's about understanding those... Um, Uh, sources of of maturanga, those sources of knowledge, valuing them for what they are, but also recognising that um, they have to also meet the test of time in terms of relevance uh, for our people. Mm. I mean, there are areas that I've looked into that I have said, hmm, perhaps that's not the best um, way forward in these particular circumstances. And that's often because there are risks associated with them that um, perhaps I would have no control of in terms of the use of information, etc etc. Mm. So in the last week I've been having conversations with people about what they term as atua therapy. Looking back to ngā atua Māori, looking at their character traits, their achievements, their right? Eh? Like
1: acquiring the three baskets of knowledge. Yeah. Or yep,
0: situation. three baskets of knowledge, um, the domains that they had care over. Oftentimes those narratives are being woven into therapy as a way of actually enabling a person to see the atua within themselves. And, you know, I think that's fantastic and done well and carefully and uh, kindly that uh, it can have hugely beneficial effects. But there are risks. Uh, Good sides to Atua, and there are not so good sides to Atua. And then there is a whole challenge of the way in which our deity systems have been colonised and Christianised, and questions about um, how those... Um, I guess, colonial impacts are pulled through into our present in in uncritical kinds of ways. When I go back and say, you know, okay, the application of psychology, the use of psychology, the integration of psychology with mātauranga Māori, um, it's about understanding what our knowledge bases are, pulling that information through in a complementary way Mm. with psychology, but also being careful of the uh, risks that can be associated with pulling knowledge into contexts.
1: Your research topics include Māori caring for their ill whānau, Māori ways of mourning, Māori identity development and Māori flourishing. What are some of the common threads in your rangāho over the years when it comes to these particular kaupapa?
0: fundamental tenet within psychology is that an identity is a good thing to have. Mm. And a uh, positive um, nurtured well cared for uh, identity um, has positive health outcomes, um, so you know knowing who you are, feeling as if you belong to something, mm. feeling as if you 're loved, that you have purpose in life, that you get up in the morning and are pleased that the reflection you see in the mirror are uh, happy about the prospects of what will happen to you throughout the day. Those are all identity-related uh, and important contributors to our well-being. So, fundamentally, in terms of prevention, uh, I guess much of my work has been focused in the in the identity area. So, you know, when we come to looking at ways of mourning, tangihana, um, looking First. after our whānau and and whatnot, then under all that is a question of who am I, what do I want to become, am I happy with with my life, am I happy with the relations that I have with other people?
1: Koe, professor Linda Waimarie Nikora Nōteaitanga Ahauiti co co-director of Ngā Pai o Te the New Zealand Māori Centre of Research Excellence, professor of Indigenous Studies at the University of Auckland and co-editor of the book Ngā Kite Mā Tauranga, Māori Scholars at the Research Interface, published by Otago University Press. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Search RNZ ka, on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you access your podcasts. To listen to this and previous shows, head to rnz.co.nz forward ka. slash ka Tiahikar. Katiake Motenewa Tinatato Katoa.